This is David versus Goliath on steroids. We are up against fossil fuel lobbyists. Hi, this is Mark Ruffalo, and you're listening to WGXC 90.7 FM, Acra. Wayfarm respectfully and humbly acknowledges the past, present, and future Indigenous peoples on whose ancestral lands Wayfarm and our radio station, WGXC, operate and broadcast. The Mohicans named themselves the people of the waters that are never still, following their arrival along the Mohicanita the great ebb tide river also known as the hudson the mohicans stewarded this land over many generations in dynamic communication and interaction with diverse indigenous peoples including the haudenosaunee mohawk and the muncie lenape mohican descendants today live in communities in ontario wisconsin and oklahoma for further information on Mohican history and the contemporary community of the Stockbridge Muncie Band of Mohican Indians, please visit Mohican.com. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Upstate Films, where membership provides access to world-class cinema, first-run feature films, art house films, live music, and more. Plus, advance notice of close-up series conversations with directors and actors and other special events at the Star Theatre in Rhinebeck, the Orpheum in Saugerties, and traveling around the Hudson Valley. Information at upstatefilms.org. That's upstatefilms.org. Wavefarms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous support of Melissa Oftemar and Tony Stone in Hudson, New York. WGXC monthly supporters care deeply about Creative Community Radio. Their generosity and investment keep this unique station viable. You too can become a monthly supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and establishing a donation at the amount of your choosing. We hope you will do so. Thank you so much for your support. Hello and welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC 90.7 FM, Acre. We are a twice monthly movie radio show. Yes. Crazy. Yes, we are. Oh, test, oh. test, test. Can you hear me? Test, 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 test. Oh. Uh, sorry, folks. I'm having trouble figuring out what mic I'm in right now. Where the so, heck are you? Test, test, test. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, baby, I got to switch over to that mic. We are Sorry, here. Sorry, Jenny. Oh. Continue to tell everyone about what radio show we are. Oh, you're around here now. All right. So if you're new to this radio show, Amanda and I, this is my friend Amanda, we're, we're working on getting her verbal. We're, we're going to get there. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> test, test. Hello? Hello? It's bouncing. <laughs> Let's try. Bouncing a little bit. Oh, there hello? we go. That's test, a little better. Test, test. Hello, hello. One, two, three. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Test, test. <laughs> wow, I, I think we're good. <laughs> Consummate professional. Uh, we are here on WGXC 90.7 FM, ready to talk to you about movies 
and everything in the world of you know visual media <laughs> exactly so every episode we pick a theme and then we talk about movies that we watched around that theme but before we get into that we're going to tell you about what's playing in the local theaters and i'll start with what's playing at the wyndham theater in wyndham new york um just in case you're interested there is uh something on their website that's wyndham theater presents the chosen season four it looks to be a tv show about jesus <laughs> Um, but the theater really does be playing those <laughs> those ones. I'll oh, say no do. more. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Other than that, we have the Mean Girls musical, Wonka and the Boys in the Boat. You can find out more at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. All right. And now I'm going to tell you about what's playing over at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. Uh, it's just two things. So easy to remember. It's the boy and the heron and poor things. Uh, and if you're interested in seeing either of those films, you can head on over to CrandallTheater.org. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. All right. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Theater in Hudson. That's the theater on Fairview Avenue. We have ISS, which looks pretty dumb and fun. International a, Space Station. Yeah, exactly. It stands for International Space Station. Oh, I like that. Uh, mean Girls Musical. Soul. The Beekeeper, Night Swim, Wonka, <laughs> and Poor Things. You can find out more by going to thespotlighttheaters.com and selecting Hudson from the drop-down menu. I was like, why have I, what is The Beekeeper? I've never heard of that. And oh, then I remembered that I have oh, heard of that know. because you explained it to me in you extreme detail this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right, so. Now, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Upstate Films locations, starting with the Star Cinema, which is the location in Rhinebeck. We have American Fiction, Origin, All of Us Strangers, and Yearning for Peace and Justice, a teach-in on Israel and Palestine. And then heading on over to the Orpheum Theater, which is the location in Saugerties, we have The Boy and the Heron, All of Us Strangers, Mean Girls the Musical, Poor Things, Ferrari, and Lou Reed, the King of New York, multimedia presentation. <laughs> uh, and if you're interested in any of those performances, or performances is not the right word. <laughs> wow, I got really, I got caught up on the multimedia presentation about Lou Reed. Performances on screen. Performances by actors in front of a camera. Frankly, that counts. <laughs> if you're interested in any of those movies, you can head on over to upstatefilms.org. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at TSL in Hudson, otherwise known as Time and Space Limited. Uh, these are, again, we're coming to the end of the month, so these are just the things that are playing for the rest of the month, but keep a lookout for their February calendar. We have Gaslight, Casablanca, Notorious, Autumn Sonata, and Jeff Koons, colon, A Private Portrait. Okay. Oh, and also oh. Anatomy of a Fall. <laughs> so be sure to check those movies out at TSL and go to timeandspace.org to find out more about showtimes. All right. I'm going to give you one last little theater location, which we don't usually talk about, but there is a, a pretty significant theater in Kingston called NCG Movies, and they do a lot of like the big releases. So I'm just going to tell you about it. Why not? So this week we have American Fiction. Anatomy of a Fall, Anyone But You, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, 
Barbies, shockingly. Okay. She's back. All right. ISS, Mean Girls the Musical, Migration, Night Swim, Oppenheimer, I guess, is back again also. Might as well get that money while you okay. can. Okay. Origin, Poor Things, The Beekeeper, a real movie, <laughs> The Holdovers, which brings me to you and huge news. You can still see Wonka at NCG Cinemas in Kingston. I mean, Wonka is also playing at... Uh, why? Okay, sorry. I Oh, okay. There we go. Oh. Looks like I'm actually Mike 4. That really helps a lot. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks like Wonka was also playing at Wyndham, so oh, <laughs> don't so forget. Sorry. You can go. Oh, so sorry, you're so you can right. Go, so you can see Wonka <laughs> up the mountain, and you can see Wonka down in the valley. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe both, if you wanted to. Uh, uh, people like it. <laughs> people like it. But if you wanted to know more about any of those showtimes, uh, they have a complicated URL. So I would say just Google NCG Cinema and then put in Kingston. Gorgeous, gorgeous. So. Last episode, we came on to talk about uh, basically all of the award show contenders. We Last episode, we talked about best of 2023, yeah. our personal best, and then, of course, what we thought would might maybe be contenders during award season. Um, it's generally pretty obvious. It mm-hmm. still is. And tonight, we are doing a classic All Lately's episode. Back We've at been it again. very busy. Jenny and I work the same day job. We've been real busy with our day job. So when we go home at night and clock out, we just want to watch whatever the heck we feel. So we're going casual. We're going casual tonight. I hope you don't mind. It's snowy out. It's cold. There's like some really lovely casual piano jazz playing in exactly. the next room over. We it's- share <laughs> a building with a um, a community space that is sometimes used as a practice space for bands, and someone is playing some lovely music. It's so <laughs> nice. And so we're we're here to have hey, light a candle. Maybe pour yourself a little drink of any kind yeah. and just like hang out with us for an hour. We're just going to like do a little chit chat about what we've been watching lately. Exactly. Um, I feel like we we talked about the NCG tonight because right before we got on the air, we were talking about Avatar. Jenny has seen <laughs> zero out of two Avatar yep. movies. I'm, I'm, I'm over, over two. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to get in there. I'm going to see those big blue guys because they're really a, tall right are they really they're tall super, they're like yeah. nine feet tall yeah they're like hundred feet tall uh, <laughs> uh which is like kind of a beautiful thing you know to not have seen it when I'm it's innocent. like oh i've never seen the deer hunter or taxi driver and you get to be like i've never, I've seen, never seen avatar, avatar. one better. or two <laughs> i mean I've, I've also never seen taxi driver but you know well that was another days. that's another theme we have on our list as big ones we've never seen we're going to do that again soon. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so fun. It's so fun to fill in those gaps. Uh, Jenny, I think you've been watching a lot more than me lately. Over the We had a snowy weekend a couple weekends ago, and my partner and I just watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes, dude. The, the ones, the live action ones <laughs> from the early aughts, not the Ralph Bakshi animated version, not the Rankin and Bass Hobbit movie. <laughs> uh, no, no. We watched... You know, the ones from, you know, talk about sweeping up at the awards <laughs> ceremonies. <laughs> it's Oscar season and we're talking Lord of the Rings. Just yeah. Can you imagine? We should probably do a Lord of the Rings episode sometime. I know. They're, you know, I love those movies so dearly, as many, many do. And I probably watch them 
maybe every year without meaning to. I'm not like, this is the one weekend of the year where I watch them all. But I watch them because, all right. (coughs) (coughs) Just like we talk about craving, like, a big budget, well-made science fiction movie, the fantasy heads, you know, we also, and I'm not a head, but we also crave a big budget, well-done fantasy movie. And so those have just been in heavy rotation because I'm, I crave that. Um, and the more I watch them, I still love them with all of my heart, but they are aging. Oh, They're aging in the sense that Gollum, the CGI, looks pretty bad. Oh, no. Looks pretty bad. Cutting edge at the time. Looks uh, wow. looks like again at the time it was so stunning and and everyone's like Andy Circus <laughs> <laughs> they covered him in ping pong balls <laughs> look at what they've done it's funny I haven't rewatched them in a really long time and I have been I've had the urge to for a second now so it's one of these days I'm gonna actually lean into that urge and rewatch them but in my mind the CGI is still really good other than like a couple of funny scenes, which I remember being funny at the time, which yeah. like, like when Kate Blanchett becomes really scary. Yeah. Like that scene, I remember looking kind of funny. Well, and that's, what's kind of interesting about it is because effects like that actually age better because they already looked kind of right. weird then. So, so they, there's they also stay the same. The ghost army in mm-hmm. the, in return of the King, when you first see them, it's, and this is where, like, Peter Jackson's history with horror mm-hmm. and effects really works. Right. Because they, they, they are computer-generated, but they look really good. Right, totally. And it holds up because have, like, it's kind of energy It's kind of it. tacky. Yeah. Hmm. And same thing with that, where it's tacky and it looks funny. Right. But that, because it always looked funny, it kind of holds up. Right, totally. Where things that I'm supposed to see as more real... Uh, it doesn't work anymore. Don't look so good. It's been 20 years. Don't look so <laughs> Heartbreaking. good. Heartbreaking. But obviously, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Battle of Helm's Deep <laughs> in Two Towers <laughs> when, you know, uh, when Dawn's Light comes and we're supposed to look to the east where Gandalf comes into the battle. It's still really beautiful and it still makes me cry. <laughs> 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 the very end of Return of the King when Aragorn is finally, you know, like realizes that he is you know, takes up his role as the one true king of Gondor, the kingdom of men, (laughs) and is crowned king. And everybody, you know, the hobbits are there and they bow to him and he's like, my friends, you bow to no one. And everyone bows to them. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And also, sorry to keep going on about Lord of the Rings. (laughs) This is Lately's baby. There's no rules. So when you... It's always beautiful when you continue to rewatch a movie and your relationship to it changes. Mm -hmm. Even if your relationship weakens to it, it's kind of fascinating to see how a relationship to a piece of media that you love changes. Totally. It says a lot about you as you change. Gross. And then, of course, when it's a movie, it's like we're talking about the quality of the movie and its effects changes over as technology zooms forward. Um, But... When you when you watch it as an adult, you see how... And I, I've never read the Lord of the Rings books, so I don't know if this is, is an obvious connection in the books, but what an allegory for addiction mm. it, the ring is. Oh, word. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And, um, yeah, like Frodo's relationship to it and Frodo feeling bonded to Gollum mm-hmm. because Gollum is also somebody who is addicted to the same thing. Right. Totally. And that's of course a point of tension between Frodo and Sam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but 
like that's what really starts to pull at your heartstrings like when totally you, or for me at least is uh yeah the 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 pain right of addiction i mean it has such it's one of the things that is so special about lord of the rings is that it has a grand scope but is also a very human story and yeah. these like very it's all about like the emotional relationships between all the characters yeah. and that's why people are have been connected to it for years and years and years yeah we love it yeah anyway it's got its problems this just is like just most <laughs> fantasy it's like you know orcs are like it's like kind of racist it's and like combusted yeah but you know <laughs> this is a this is just a little taste of our lord of the rings episode to come i <laughs> know tuned. i'm sorry it's no no no. don't be no i i didn't mean it like stop <laughs> talking about lord of the rings well, so, i was just like <laughs> you know we could we could go deeper like i said i watched <laughs> them with my partner who much like jenny has seen them but is like i'm not really a big fan like chris is like yeah like i didn't think that they were that they're fine yeah and i think that his opinion wasn't changed but like you when you watch them when you're feeling it you get into it it, great i mean that's the thing is that so i've been like having a little bit of like a lord of the rings craving for the last like two or three years Winter time is so good for it but i don't want to watch them alone because i don't have like a strong connection to them i read the first one when i was a kid and like was whatever and then like watched the movies when they came out but didn't like have any like strong like it didn't it was I didn't have a Lord of the Rings phase yeah and so my desire to watch them is strongly coupled with a desire to watch them with one of my many friends who are obsessed with them I will watch them again right now yeah bro like, it's that's time. like the it's problem like, with I have, me in those movies I think I'm like I don't care I don't think that's a problem <laughs> I think that's a plus I think that's a pro but yeah like any any of my friends who love Lord of the Rings and there are several of you listening I'm sure uh we like I I want to watch it with somebody who loves it because I think that's really gonna like my desire to watch it would be enhanced by the company of somebody who's like okay this part though this yeah, part though yeah. are, you like, are, you are you ready are you ready are you ready are you ready for the writers of Rohan <laughs> exactly to come in here especially because I don't remember them that well so it's nice to like watch them with somebody who's like oh my god dude this next part's gonna blow your mind again it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> just like it was two thousand two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going to rock your gourd. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to watch it with somebody who's going to tell me that it's going to rock my gourd. Because <laughs> if I watch them at home alone, I'm not going to make it that far, I don't think. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's not true, but, you know. There's also, were you ever a Flight of the Concords kid? Oh, of course. <laughs> There's like a really, really quick moment in Return of the King where Brett's Brett it, right? is like, my lady... <laughs> You'll miss you'll miss the ship to to the undying lands. Is he an elf? Yeah, yeah. He's an elf. I was I was gonna say that is like the one thing that I remember from being into Flight of the Concords is that yeah, yeah Brad has a. I can't a cameo. wait for you to watch them so I can ask you if you'd rather be like a Rivendell elf or a um uh Lothlorien elf. Oh, I can't wait to find out what the difference is between those two things. <laughs> Anyways, so I haven't been watching much lately. I mean, that's, that's a I lot. Watch. That's like nine hours of movie. It right is. There. It's true. It's true. Um, because Can... they're so long and took so much, all the actors like lived together it's so for beautiful. years and they're all like real tight. They're all buddies. Yeah. I love that is like, I mean, I feel like if I talk about this every time it comes up on the show, but I love when people like make genuine friendships and also like when people fall in love while that's, they're making a movie. It's so nice. It's what you want. Uh, the, the guy that played 
the dwarf Gimli. Mm-hmm. Like they all got matching tattoos. Like the fellowship all got matching tattoos. Oh my god. Except for Gimli, who didn't want a tattoo, so he made a stunt double. Oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the stunt double got the tattoo. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a taste of like the DVD extras and yeah, like, like all the fun you things know. that you learn when you watch the extended edition extras. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, wow. Tell Thank me you about so much. Some of the stuff you watched. Um, I have a secret surprise for you. <gasps> I watched a brand new movie that I am ready to tell you about. I watched it last night because I was trying to. Last night I left work on time for the first time in a really long time, and I was like. Wow, so many hours. Yeah. I could watch literally anything. Again, once again, like Jenny and I have been on a really wild deadline at work, so um we have been staying late. We've been at staying work, late. So. Uh, and so I got home around like six o'clock and I was like, Wow, there's so many hours left in the night. And my partner was like, You know what you should watch? I just downloaded it. You should watch Wonka. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and so my God, I have done a public service here at WGXC 90.7 FM. Dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda. I have watched Wonka and you don't have to now because I've watched it. Here, but just so you can lounge. Oh, you're right. You're right. I really should be <laughs> Sorry, lounging. I just I grabbed wow. the mic off the table and like now I'm lounging. Huge... And you should even turn it a little more. This is a crazy um, innovation yeah. in radio technology. Amanda and I are both now leaning back in our chairs leaning instead of in leaning chairs. forward, which is what we usually do. Yeah. No, you, you can, can tell it's you a, can lounge. You can a, even turn the chair and like turn the mic a little well, bit. I don't I don't want to be too you know, I don't want you to look. Yeah, <laughs> look. it's okay. It's Amanda, okay. It's look. Okay. It's okay. I'm at I'm at my other job right now. <laughs> I know, it's true. You're right, you're right. I shouldn't be so casual. Come on. Um okay, so I watched Wonka. I was gonna say so that you don't have to, but like here's the thing. Uh oh. Okay. <gasps> Okay, okay. Well, first, before I say anything else, I was really scared that I was going to get Wonka pilled. I was like, that's what the kids are saying is that they're all getting Wonka pilled. Because the Wonka reviews have been glowing. It's the same director who made Paddington and Paddington 2. Okay, that's huge. And famously, I really like Paddington 2. I talked about it on the show one time. Famously. Famously is not famously, the right word. Famously, like one time. But no, probably but roughly true, two years famously, ago. <laughs> those Paddington 1 and 2 are beloved. They're very fun. It's uh, Paul King is the guy who made those. I was like, let me say his name. So I got nervous. I was like, what if I love Wonka? Then I won't be able to show my face anywhere no, ever in the world again. Amanda? There is something wrong with that because the great news is Wonka. I didn't get Wonka pilled. Okay, okay. But I did like Wonka. I'm like a I'm like a solid three stars. Can here. I ask this? Yep. Why do you think that we're all so nervous to like Wonka? Is it because Timothy Chalamet is is a is like a dweeb? So, dwe- uh, link. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a dweeb, um, um, okay. or is it because that we we live with the memory of the Johnny Depp Wonka, and I think we, we think that like Wonka is lame now because the original one is amazing. It's amazing. I so have why s- do you think we're all afraid okay. of being Wonka? Pills? I think it's I think it's a multi tiered fear. I think part of the fear is the trailer looked terrible. I it looked really trailer, awful. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the trailer looked awful, and like just all of the. Um, promotional footage like any images i'm sure you saw images yeah i saw there images. Were images of, of t- timothy chalamet and the little top hat and it's very silly it's very like um way too young to be a wonka way too young well it's like it's a wonk it's a prequel he's he's young wow, wonka. he's an origin he's kid story. wonka it's an origin story 
it's like I feel like I was embarrassed because it looks very silly. It looks very stupid. I think Timothy Chalamet is like a perfectly fine actor in some of the films that he has been in. I don't love him in general. Like I have no, I have no strong feeling about him one way or the other. It's like yeah. when he's in a good movie and he does a good job, I like him. Another, but but the casting of Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka is like inherently incorrect like it doesn't make any sense I think everybody's already talked this to death but like he just isn't he's not weird enough he doesn't as um friend of the show Anne Boylan said to me have the raw sexual charisma of Gene Wilder <laughs> it's true <laughs> which is true Gene Wilder a very early like, crush of they're, mine they're never gonna make um memes like no. they made with the Gene Wilder absolutely Wonka. not because also Gene Wilder is like effortlessly charismatic he does have like a dark sexual energy to him and like and like literally born with a twinkle in his eye 100 percent. that Timothy is Chalamet necessary just like, for like no twinkle in that right. boy's eye he absolutely does not so like i'm i'm of multiple minds about the wonka movie i think it's here's the the bottom line is that like i think it's a fun watch it has a lot of charm to it, it has a lot of like the magic of paddington but Timothy Chalamet is inherently the incorrect casting. Yeah. He's not right for it. And that's like the biggest problem with the movie. The script is like kind of a mess. There's like way too many storylines going on at once that clearly feel like they've been rewritten a couple of times because it's like characters will come in and then they'll go and you're like, who was that? Why were they here? And it's so it feels like overly complicated. Um, and then there's a couple of subplots that are insane and are bad. <laughs> but here's what I'll say. Okay. Okay. It's a musical. Oh, okay. The musical numbers are the best part. Whoa. They're actually really nice. They're really and fun. Jenny and I are pretty much on the same page where we're not like predisposed to like musicals. Not really musicals. into them. Not really into musicals. Especially, particularly modern musicals. Yeah. I like older ones. Like, I can get yeah. down with West Side Story. Well, because those songs are amazing. The songs are great. <laughs> I also, my like main, what I've realized over many years of thinking about this is that my main problem with modern musicals is that I really hate how, um, like, clean and produced the voices sound. Yes. And, like, obviously, they're usually incredible singers who, like, the quote-unquote, like, produced sound is, like, them actually singing it. Mm -hmm. But it sounds so clean and clear that I, I hate it. Like It, it takes it, you out of it. It takes me it out of it. It makes me like, cringe. Yeah. I don't like it. I know you feel like this weird secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, 100%. I used to even feel that feeling as a kid watching totally. Disney movies. Yeah, I don't I don't like when they sing. But, okay, the part of the thing, the, the paradox of Timothy Chalamet in this movie is that he's not right for Wonka. However, he's not a very good singer. And that makes the songs work better. Yeah. Like, the songs are pretty good because he's just kind of an average singer. So it's, like, it's not dissimilar to Gene Wilder singing Pure Imagination yeah. because it's, like, he's, I mean, he's, like, a perfectly fine singer, but he's not, like, a Broadway performer no. in the same way. And so it has that same energy of, like, it's just some guy singing instead of, like, well, the world is changing and like the incredible professional singers are coming out and they're like, it just, it doesn't take me out of it as much. Yeah. So, and also the songs are really catchy. There's a song about laundry that I love. It's, I don't know what it's called, but they say scrub scrub in it the whole time. And every time they said scrub scrub, I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> scrub it. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So I feel like I have more to say about Wonka. Um, <laughs> Do you feel like, all right, so you're giving it. 
Three out of five golden eggs. Three out of five golden eggs. Three out of five Three hover out of five chocolates, which are hover fizzy chocolates. Fizzy whiz bangs. Fizzy lifting drip. Drinks. That's yeah. Fizzy sorry, whiz bang I said is from uh, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> Shoot. So embarrassing to you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, three out of five fizzy lifting drinks. For okay. Sure. Um, and do you feel like you, it's only three out of five because you're worried about being wonka pilled? Seen no, as being wonka pilled? Because parts of it are boring. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be sure, you know. Boring. My main critiques are that, okay. So I think Wonka would work better if it wasn't Wonka IP. Like if it was just a movie about a weird guy. <laughs> Yeah, way better. I think uh, half of the stigma would have dropped away from it immediately. Wow. When are we gonna get a new Wonka? Right, like a new weird guy. It's, right, just a weird guy. He doesn't have to. He can be a weird guy obsessed with candy. Doesn't have to be because part of the problem that I think a lot of people bring to the table is that it's like, how is this a prequel for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, it, like that man does not become Gene Wilder. No, there's no world in which he does. No. and like the plot of the movie does not. He's like. Posy, he's cute he's like a little sweetie pie like we don't learn about how he becomes this like dark disillusioned man yeah <laughs> you know like that's yeah. not part of it it's just about like this little sweetie pie trying to sell his chocolate out from under the noses of the chocolate cartel yes that is the plot of okay okay <laughs> um classic my other critique of it well i think like i said it's a little too long and co- overly complicated like i think the writing was just a little messy. I don't know. Like, and, and I think that's part of the IP problem that, like, they were, I don't know what the heck they were doing, but, like, it feels like it went through multiple revisions mm. in this way that doesn't really work. Like, part of the pleasure of Paddington, a lovely alliterative sentence, is that the <laughs> the plot is so perfect and tidy and circular like it all makes sense together and like this lovely little puzzle hard to find these days right absolutely with like with this like charm and like the all of these incredibly lovely like british actors doing like these little comedic bits that are a little bit of slapstick and a little bit of just like funny one-liners that don't like that are unexpected and that's Mm -hmm. why it's funny and that's some of that is in Will Wonka. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I get Wonka. it right. Sorry. I'm so sorry to Monsieur Chalabet. Uh, so, like, some of those are in Wonka, and that's what's so fun, but it doesn't have that, like, tidy plot that pulls it all together in a yeah. really satisfying way. It has, like, all the fun, cute side characters who I love, and I'm like, they're all fun and funny. They're all these charming British actors who I'm, like, loving seeing, but... The broader story is not that interesting. There's a bunch of weird subplots that, uh, frankly, suck. There's like yeah. one of the subplots is that Willy Wonka is illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> He does not know how to read. And so a little of orphan girl doesn't. has to teach him how to read. Okay. But we only get like one scene of him learning how to read. And then he can read at the end. And I'm like, well, what are That's we doing? Funny. It's That's- like kind of irrelevant. And then the, the other like main thing that really sucks about Wonka really sucks about Wonka and I'm not pulling my punches here (laughs) say it because no one else will no one else will everybody (laughs) on the internet has already said this but there's a weird subplot where Keegan-Michael Key plays like a police chief who's being bribed by the chocolate cartel to you know stop Wonka from selling his wonderful exciting chocolates but they're bribing him by giving him chocolate and it has, like, this really weird, like, ongoing fat joke where, like, Keegan-Michael Key's character gets, like, bigger and bigger and wears progressively bigger and bigger fat suits throughout the movie mm. because he's, like, eating a lot of chocolate. And it sucks. 
And the director is a British person? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's, shocking. That's very British. It's so that's very British. British. They and really love their fat jokes over there. They really do. It's so brutal. And yeah. so it's like, that's one of those things where I'm like, if you, it doesn't bring anything to the story, it has no whimsy. You're wasting Keegan Michael Key, who's yeah. like a perfectly comedic actor. Like, there's no. It just feels very silly. Like there are yeah. like there's like a couple of like throwaway like aren't the cops useless lines that are like pretty fun and funny. And yeah. I'm like, could we lean into that a little bit more and like a little bit less? Like it feels it feels like a whimsical take on the fat joke, but it's like still a fat yeah, joke. Just like, make it, it something sucks. else. Like he's actually allergic to chocolate, but he can't help himself. Like, or, I don't know. Right. Like, the, like there's just... a lot of like chocoholic jokes in this movie, which are like kind of cute. But it's like this one is so weirdly yeah. like. He's big and he's heavy and it's hard for him to get up after he kneels down again. And it's like, what? Oh, come on, What are we man. doing? Yeah. Baby, what are we doing? Um, does the Wonka movie do what a lot of um, remakes slash sequels, whatever, uh, revivals of old stories do where it, it has like a parallel plot to the original like, do we have, like, a bunch of kids showing up at the factory? No. We don't have a Mike TV or no, a which Baruch is, Assault? That's kind of why it's, like, it's, in some ways, Wonka's pretty great because it doesn't try to do any of that which stuff. Which is great. Like, it's very, which is why I'm, like, this would be a lot better if it was just a totally separate movie about just, like, a weird dude. Like, <laughs> just some weird guy who's, like, really into chocolate. Yeah, again, <laughs> when are we going to get our generation a new He's just a freaky guy. Of, like, a Wonka or a, a Doc from... Uh, Back, Back to, to the, the future. future, yeah, just a freaky, just like a franchise about a weird man, just a weird, just a weird dude. <laughs> yeah, he's so because he doesn't have. There's only one child in the movie, and it's like this cute little orphan girl named Noodle, who's the one who teaches him how to nice. read. Um, but there's no like he doesn't have a factory yet. He's just like a, he's just a guy. Um, with 12 silver sovereigns in his pocket wow. who gets off of a boat and comes to this weird little town. The immigrant story. The immigrant story. <laughs> and is like, I wish to sell my chocolate, which I learned how to make from my mom. So it's like a very... It's like I mean, First it's, Cow, pretty much. It's exactly the same <laughs> as First Cow. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you, now that you said that, I'm like, wow, Uh-oh. Wonka, a masterpiece. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the new world. The new world. <laughs> no, and it's like unclear where he is, which is that's the other thing is that it's like it has this whimsical. I mean, it has a really British energy, but like half the this is a weird complaint, but like half the actors are American and half the actors are English, and I'm like, where are we? <laughs> I, know. I don't know. I guess Frankly, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm kind of like keep it full English. It, I, it's better when it's more I'll, whimsical. I'll have a England. full English. Yeah. I'll have a full English. No, they're things. whimsical. Folk. Put some beans on my plate. Grill <laughs> a tomato. Let me get some bangers. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, Wonka. I would like. Here's I what I thought I, you were gonna. Sorry, go ahead. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say that you watched The Beekeeper. Oh, I wish. No, I should have watched The Beekeeper. Huge mistake. No, no, no. Finish what you're saying, and then we'll talk about how neither of us have seen The Beekeeper. <laughs> so I would say for Wonka, if you're just like a listener out there being like, what do I do with this information? Yeah. This is a lot of information that I've given you. I have a lot to say about Wonka, it turns out. I would say if you are a person who's interested in family movies, or if you're a person who has to watch a movie with a child anytime in the next however long you have on this earth, <laughs> Wonka is a great choice. Perfect. If you're not really into either of those things, it's like 
your life won't be lesser for not having seen Wonka. Mm-hmm. Look up the look up on YouTube a video of the laundry song. <laughs> That's what I would recommend. But to if you. you don't see it, you can't be a part of the conversation. That's mm-hmm. true. I don't think that it's necessary to be part of the conversation. You can just wait for Dune 2. Yeah, I think it's time to just wait for Dune 2. Um, um, but yeah, Wonka, honestly, I had a way better time than I thought. I thought I was going to hate it. I was scared that I was going to love it, and I thought I was going to hate it, and I fell exactly in the middle. Amazing. <laughs> just like everybody else. Um, speaking of our listeners, really quick, we saw our friend Rich before we got in the air. Shout and out. Shout out to, to Rich. Rich. Thanks. We, we said we'd give you a shout out, Rich. For being so nice there. to see you. So nice to see you. Um... <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. That is a really good surprise. That's the fresh new movie that I've watched lately. Uh, amazing. Um, Do you want to talk about The Beekeeper? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we, ta- we talked on Friday about this new movie that's in theaters. As I mentioned, it's playing at Spotlight uh, called The Beekeeper starring Jason Statham. I heard about this movie from through my partner who heard about it through his friend. Um, the Beekeeper is supposed to be... As his friend described, like John Wick, but with bees instead of a dog. <laughs> when will the madness stop? <laughs> um, we also heard about right around the same time another movie that came out earlier called The Bricklayer, starring Aaron Eckhart, who, which is also about an assassin who. Um, they're both about assassins who seem like just a regular, regular guys. Who uh, get messed with, and then uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, you shouldn't have messed, you with, shouldn't the have messed with them. The, bee- the beekeeper um, and the bricklayer both have many, many skills. Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing much to say about either of those, but hopefully by next show we will have seen both. <laughs> I just, it's so I as you know a John Wick fan. I am glad that we are living in an era of many fun action movies. A post John Wick world. A post John Wick world. We talked about this on the last show. But it is there. <laughs> Both of those movies I had never heard of until you were telling me about them on Friday. Yeah. And it's like it's I do feel lucky that we live in a world where we still get fake movies all the time. All the time. Sometimes I get scared that we're going to stop making movies that aren't real. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're we're going to keep going. And we're gonna it's very much more. <laughs> like we're getting this combo of I mean, John Wick came out in a post taken world. True. And then all these other movies are coming out in a post-Taken, post-John Wick world. <laughs> so you have... PTPJW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have the, you know, the world, assassin world building. And then, yeah, the regular guy who is coming out of retirement. Um, he just seems like a mild-mannered beekeeper. But in fact, yeah, he's a stone-cold killer. It seems from the trailer... Like, because most trailers these days tell you the entire movie plot, and it seems like okay. So, the person described it as John Wick, but with bees instead of a dog. So I was like, oh, someone like kills the hive, right? And he comes after them. Like I was like, oh, maybe it's like going to be an environmental thing, right? Where he totally, kills, like the pesticide cool. company. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it would be very cool. From the trailer, it looks like he's friends with this older lady. Mm-hmm who gets scammed by a telemarketer company and they take all of her money and she kills herself Oh no! because they took all of her money. Oh my God. And then he goes and takes revenge on this giant 
like telemarketing scam company. So he just happens to keep bees at the same time. The yeah. bees are not related. And then there's a lot of like bee jokes, okay. like protect the hive <laughs> and like, oh, did you know honey was flammable? <laughs> okay, wow, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I guess I will be watching the beekeeper. No, we have to watch the beekeeper. We really have to watch the beekeeper. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I... The, I haven't been watching any movies lately. I've been... We gotta talk about the new True Detective. Yeah, we're on... It's TV time. January... Amanda and I have talked about this before. Pretty much every year around this time, we both kind of stop watching movies and it's, we start watching a TV lot of TV. Um, the only other movie I watched is... Last night I rewatched uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Oh, nice. Because I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, and same. then I listened to a podcast that I love about horror movies and they brought up Us. And I really enjoyed hearing these folks talk mm. about it so i was like oh it's time for a rewatch when it first came out i didn't love it it was tough that movie coming after get out mm-hmm. which is such a um tight yeah. execution totally it's like a, a very, it's a perfect movie yeah exactly like a really tight execution of a very tight story mm-hmm. you know um and not necessarily a simple concept but like it doesn't unlike jordan peele's following two movies which have contain a lot of ideas. Right, it's a very, they're both very complicated. Yeah, like yeah. Get Out, it, it keeps it a little simpler. Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, I felt kind of the same way about us, where I'm like, I want to love it so bad because mm-hmm. it's so full of like wonderful details. Yeah. Movie has amazing details. It's so fun. Yeah. But then, as a movie on the whole, my enjoyment of watching it is not what I want. Yeah. To be. I'm due for a rewatch myself because I also haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. And I definitely I feel the same way as you, but with a more positive spin, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, as we often talk about on the show, like I usually give more credence to movies that at least try. Yeah. Like I like I, I much prefer something that like throws like 10 things on the page that are all really interesting instead of like trying to play it safe and instead it's really boring like us is nothing is there's nothing boring about us there's nothing like it right yeah like so in general exactly like it does sit in a positive Mm -hmm. place even after this rewatch right still sits more in a positive light Mm -hmm. than a negative but yeah yeah i do i just i do appreciate also like a director like jordan peele who got like a true like you know hit it out of the park with get out and then was like well let me just like try some stuff yeah you know and kind of like let's get weird with it instead of i have my get out money let you know just like let's just it. that's that's a blank check baby and yeah. like let's let's just try it let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks yeah and like i do i really appreciate that kind of like wild swing versus you know somebody just trying to make another like bland movie i mean obviously nobody tries to make bland movies but but like i I appreciate like wild swings versus you know not doing that and like it is the uh the bigger things that it's trying to say Mm -hmm. about about human relationships in the world are are a little more buried under its concept like get out is very easy to understand yeah totally like even for a white audience like it's very easy to understand for the most part, yeah, like what it's trying mm-hmm. to say, and the and um, us is like the way it's talking about otherness. It's like there's a little more you can swim in it a little. Yeah, more. totally. Like there's a little more. It's complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot um, to chew on in us. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely like got way more of a kick out of the hands across America. Yeah, in it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
uh, what they were talking about in the podcast, which I I didn't even think about when I first saw it, but there is because it's a lot more supernatural and mm-hmm. like weird of a story yeah. than Get Out. There's actually it requires a lot more suspension mm-hmm. of disbelief. Totally. Um, like you might have a lot of like technical questions mm-hmm. about like, well, wh- like what are, are all where these tunnels do they just live? under the yeah. US and like <laughs> who made them? Right. And, totally. Like, How did they get there? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. There's a lot more little questions like that, but I find it's easy for me to right. That's the kind of stuff of that. that is like, it's. I feel like that's such a boring way to look at movies to be so to boring. to look for like the logical like. Well, how did that happen? Like it's such a, I I don't know. It's such a like reductive way to look at movies when exactly. it's like, well, this is like a piece of art that we're like engaging with and like thinking about on an intellectual level, but more on like an entertaining and artistic level like let's talk about like the ideas and the themes instead well and it's also not from the very beginning it's not setting me up for like it to be a type of movie where i should be thinking about those things like it's 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 dreamy it's yeah it's very twilight zone which is why jordan peele went on to make another twilight Mm -hmm. zone season which i didn't think was very good but like it's very twilight zone Mm -hmm. it's very magical yeah totally um i do think yeah he is such a a beautiful horror filmmaker. Yeah. He really does such a good job at um, dread. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I like um, us is definitely like a very scary movie. Yeah. And I again, really like, like magic it. in a scary yeah, way. Yeah. Like not fun magic, not Wonka no, magic. Like sickening. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just not even the Wonka very magic. beginning before we get any uh, untethered, tethered swappage. Yep. You know, it's um, just her, the little girl with her family at the boardwalk. I'm like, mm, the fair is scary. It's so scary. The fair is scary, oh. and there's a lot of adults there yeah. that are scary. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Keegan-Michael Key went Wonka. Jordan Peele went us. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the only other movie I watched. Nice. Well, do you want to talk about True Detective? I do. I think we should. I do. We're, you know, we're coming up We're coming up on the end here. Let's, uh, let's get into oh, it, baby. Are. All right. So <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, we are... Just getting into, we're two episodes into a brand new season of True Detective. It's the fourth season. It stars Jody, perfect Jody Angel. Foster. Jody Foster. Um, oops, this is just the whole. All right, that's all true. Um, so it stars Jody Foster, and I just was looking up the. It's Kelly Reese. Is I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. It's R E I S. Is the co-star. Um, and it's called True Detective colon Night Country. And it takes place in a fictional town called Ennis, Alaska. Um, and I'm having a great time so far. It's I don't really think fun. I. So I recently rewatched the first season and I'm actually really talking about in the beginning when mm-hmm. I'm saying how our relationships to media change over time. Um, I went back and watched the first season, which was so shattering when we all first yeah, saw totally. it. Yeah, totally. 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's still amazing, but it is really corny yeah, in totally. a lot of ways. And I'm glad that I have that in my mind because entering this, I'm like, there's also some real like overwrought corniness yeah, totally. to it. 
but it's I'm melodramatic like, oh, it's yeah. on theme yeah totally because when you think about matthew mcconaughey's character in the first one i'm like oh my god this guy with his monologues <laughs> about like hallucinations and death and like when he's like the air tastes sour like i don't know it's just <laughs> yeah i do f- i feel like when the first season of true detective came out it was such a um sea change for that kind of television like we were in that moment, like t- 2013, 2014 or whatever, where we were really switching over to the like prestige miniseries in a big way. Mm-hmm. And so everyone took it very, very seriously, which I think is warranted in a lot of ways. Like it's yeah. also really like artfully made, although I haven't rewatched it since I saw it the first time. <laughs> but it's also like obviously at the end of the day, a story about like two detectives like unraveling a mystery in a small town and like that has an innate sense of melodrama to it now in this like world that we live in and modernity and like our you know skepticism of police and police workings you know i think something that was had a big mass appeal is it was a little more of a twin peaks type detective story because we have a lot of the wire and and like well even like like, law and order yeah like straight up detective dramas which are great but the first one has a little, little bit of supernaturalism mm-hmm. and just totally. a little bit of weirdness because it's about it's a cult, yeah. you know, and it's, um, the second season I never finished, but they tried to depart from that and mm-hmm. do kind of more of a gang noir, mm-hmm. but everybody didn't, you know, coming off of that first season, people had a hard time with the second one. And then the third season went back to this kind of small, rural, poor community, um, diverse communities mm-hmm. of working class people yeah. where there is an element of like um, folk belief. Yeah. People are into mysticism. Yeah. Myself exactly. included. Folk mysticism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so season four is taking us back there. Baby, season four is a direct sequel to season one. It is. Oh, is that okay? Is that what this? Okay. Buddy. I'm going to say something. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Big time because I want to talk about it okay i've been dying as i was i watched the new episode last night and as i was watching it i was like i could google this but i'm just gonna wait and ask amanda on the air yeah there's the reveal of a symbol in the second episode of the new season and i was like is that the same symbol from the first season the same symbol that's painted on the back of the first body that they discover in the first season so by the way so it's jodie foster and kali reese who um is a Wampanoag actress and a professional wrestler. Oh, of course. That's um, why she's so tough that's and strong why she's and hot. So buff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um Kali Reese plays um Evangeline Navarro, who is a state police officer for Alaska, and um Jody Foster plays Detective Liz Liz Danvers. Um and as with the first season, we are as they work on this case we also are slowly discovering the complicated relationships of this very tiny working class mining town in alaska that is also one of the towns where they have months and months of just night Mm -hmm. so the show starts where on the last day of daylight for however long which is such a fun premise it's so fun uh it seems like detective liz danvers has made a lot of enemies in town has also boned a lot of people's husbands (laughs) in town um Evangeline, or yeah, Evangeline Navarro, Officer Navarro, uh, has a sister with seeming mental health issues that also lives in the town that she's trying to kind of take care of. Um, sleeps with like the like cute, funny, lighthearted bartender in town. 
Uh, and clearly, Liz and Evangeline have a past relationship mm-hmm. over a murder that happened years ago um, of a Native woman named Annie. And so they have a tense relationship, but it becomes very clear that this new case is connected to this old case. The new case being there is a scientific research center where all of the scientists disappear. They find a severed tongue belonging to Annie in the station, and they find not all, but most of the scientists frozen in a big block of ice, and they're all like in... Uh, frozen in horrified positions. Like outside of town? Yeah, it's clearly um, a reference to a really creepy real-life case called the Dyatlov Pass incident. Um, They find the bodies because that awesome actress who's like in a bunch of stuff... Oh, Fiona Shaw. Yeah, she plays Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter and also is in... um, Killing Eve. Killing Eve, yeah. Yeah. So she finds the bodies because she is led to the bodies by the ghost of her husband, Travis Cole. The main character of the first season is Rust Cole. <gasps> Whoa. Who mentions that he what? has a father in Alaska. Bro. Okay. Yo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. I know. Right. Isn't it like thrilling? <laughs> I've been really enjoying this, the new season. Of, there's, so there's only two episodes, the new season of True Detective. I've just been watching them very casually. I haven't rewatched the first season since it came out, but like, these little tasty tidbits. They're so good. It's so I'm gonna fun. I'm going to give you another one, dude. Take me. I'm so, so ready. So the Rust Cole one, I, uh, the Travis Cole mm-hmm. being Rust's dad. That rules. Rust Cole is Matthew McConaughey in the first season. Um, I didn't I didn't make the connection because I, I don't think I heard when they said his last yeah. name in, in the last episode. But uh, I someone mentioned that on a podcast. So that's how I learned that. But what I did notice on my very own um, <laughs> was... So there's a young police officer or young detective mm-hmm. who works under Liz Danvers and she tasks him with finding out who um, run like who funds the the scientific mm-hmm. research team. And I forget the the um, the name of the the um, research it, center. It's like it's like Salal. Salal. So she's like, who can you find out who funds mm-hmm. the Salal research? And it's um, a corporation called the Tuttle Corporation. The Tuttle family are the, some of the big villains of the oh. first season. The Tuttles are like the big religious yeah, group. Right, 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 right. That oh my God. End, that end up That's being so part of the like child sacrifice cult right. in the first season. <laughs> right. Yeah, so oh the God. Tuttles are like the ones who, yeah, who own all the like religious schools where they found the kids. Incredible. Wow. So delicious. Yeah. It's truly, all connected actually. Truly okay. delicious. I was like casually thinking about rewatching the first season of True Detective because everyone I know is doing it. And I was like, oh, I guess I will. So now, now I really want to because that's so exciting. I do like a lot of the times when media calls back to itself in that way, I find it to be, like, not very interesting. Yeah. But this is one where, like, because True Detective traffics in, like, mysteries yeah. and, like, twisty, unexplainable, like, so esoteric fun. stuff. Like, it feels so delicious to have these, like, weird, uncanny connections that, like, 
maybe won't even go anywhere. Like fingers crossed, actually, that they that they don't that go they don't anywhere. go anywhere because I think that's much more interesting to I just have too. it be like texture of the same world that they're existing exactly. in. Exactly, especially four years, yeah, not more than four years. Sorry, four seasons, but many. It's been years ten years, yeah. After the first one, I feel like it's that taking. Rocks. A little bit of inspiration, or maybe not, but that's very similar to the Fargo TV yeah, show. Yeah, totally. Where the, you can't really say the seasons aren't connected because there are tiny details mm-hmm. that connect them, but they're not important to the overall right. story. Totally. It's not like a continuation. Um, but anyways, it's worth watching. Like I said, rewatching the first season, too, because it makes getting into like the kind of cheesy mm-hmm. serious yeah, the vibe, vibe yeah easier yeah so it like, is oh that's right this is like on theme it's like fun this melodrama is... like the opening credits are set to the billy eilish song yeah. the um i can't remember what it's called very friend. very friend that's the one the uh her new or not her new one her like oldest one yeah. or whatever and it's so like that energy is so fun that like yeah. gothy like yeah. super melodramatic Oh, delightful. Anyways, go watch. Enjoy. We're it's out TV for time, tonight. baby. Um, stay cozy, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Dim the Lights. We'll see you in just two weeks. With Capital One's top.